0: Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan and join me as we step into action and adventure movies in today's genre statistics episode. We read the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we Now, first a little preface. I am going to be breaking up 2016 into eight different groupings for genre. I hope to be able to release these, all, all these episodes before the end of the month. And I just wanna, and, and maybe, you know, do this next year and, and going forward just to kind of see where film seems to be headed for each of these genres. Maybe we can find a common thread that connects all of these films. Maybe we can see if they're improving or on the decline or rising to prominence or it's kind of being pushed aside, as it were. And to that effect, I have, I believe, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. 10, 12, 14, 16, 18... Uh, roughly 20 uh, different genres uh, on my spreadsheet that I use, and I've grouped them into eight different categories. And so today will be action and adventure films. Uh, The other categories, in no particular order, are animation and short films, comedy, musical, and romance films, crime, thriller, and drama films, documentary and foreign language films, Fantasy and science fiction films, horror and mystery films, and sport and Western films. Sport and Western films kind of uh, getting lumped together, has the odd men out, as it were. But today's episode will focus primarily on action and adventure films released in 2016 that I have seen to date. It is January 11th as of recording this. I am currently on vacation. I am away from my home in Pittsburgh and back in the house I grew up in. Um, Yeah, I uh, have a little bit of time. Nothing else to do. I've been watching quite a few movies uh, on Netflix and Amazon Prime as the internet connection here is quite poor just in general. And the... Uh, television channel selection is worse than basic cable and has been since I was a kid. About the most exotic thing we get is Fox. Uh, So let that sink in. But enough about that. Uh, Let's see here. So I'm going to start with films that satisfy both, or, or rather all the genres That I'm going to be talking about So were this the uh, comedy musical romance episode I would start out with all the films that satisfied each of those genres And then break it down into the ones that satisfied each one individually Uh, I will be talking about any film that satisfies those genres So it could be simply films that not only satisfy those genres But many others as well And those films will come up in later episodes. Uh, You know, they're simply... At this point in film, there aren't as many... The the, the genres kind of haven't... they, they, They kind of mold together now. I guess is how I want to say that. Where 50 years ago... You would get a lot of straight comedies, straight action movies, straight adventure movies, straight romance, straight drama. Now you've got films that are, uh, you know, action adventure sci fi movies or um, action adventure comedy crime mystery thriller movies as one, like I'm looking at it right now. So that's just going to have to be taken with a grain of salt, as it were. But let's jump into. Uh, actually, one last thing before we really jump into this. Uh, it may be the case that you know most of these genre ca- uh, categorizations I'm pulling from IMDb and Letterboxd. and it may be the case that I come across a couple that I disagree with. We'll see going on. You know, I'm looking at it right now, and there's one or two I might quibble with, and so we'll we'll kind of take a look at this and suss out what each film should be if i think it is inaccurately represented now without further ado action and adventure films uh currently i'm listing no i'm seeing 20 films from 2016 that satisfy both of these genres uh, ranging from some of the best, one of the best films of the year, to one of the worst, and we'll stop at the, start at the top. And the first film, theoretically satisfying both of these genres, is Zootopia. And already, I, I kind of don't agree with that at all. I don't. So I've currently got it listed as, let's see here, just an action adventure animated comedy. Animated comedy, I think yes. I also think it's a crime movie. Uh, it feels more like a mystery than an adventure film, to be to be honest. I mean, I can't. I don't feel terrible about calling it an adventure film, but I don't think it's an action movie. We're gonna take it off action, and we're adding crime. Uh, let's see. Adventure, though? Mm, considering all the different locales they visit, I, I can see adventure and why it would be categorized as such. Alright, so we're going to ignore Zootopia because it doesn't satisfy both things anymore. Uh, which moves us to the next highest film, uh, Captain America Civil War. I would give that both action and adventure. It also clocks in as thriller and sci-fi. Uh, so more, we'll see this again later. And, you know, Captain America Civil War is not the only comic book movie on here. Most comic book movies are action and adventure films. Uh, you've also got Doctor Strange, Suicide Squad, as well as a lot of the big tent pole films Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, you know, even looking into the animated world of Kung Fu Panda 3. Um, I don't think I would call Finding Dory an action film, though. Uh, Star Trek Beyond, Warcraft, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, isn't really an adventure film. Man, a lot of categorizations. Uh, Because action and adventure used to be the same genre on my spreadsheet. Back when I primarily used Rotten Tomatoes to categorize things like this. And they had it as the same genre. It was an action and adventure, all one genre. But then you've got X-Men Apocalypse... Action and Adventure The Legend of Tarzan Yeah Uh, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back Inferno Independence Day Resurgence Allegiant Uh, The the Huntsman, Winter's War Gods of Egypt Is the Bottom of the Barrel And I think that's all of them Now You See Me 2 And The Do-Over All getting Action and Adventure Labels so, what, I, what strikes me here is that this is pretty bad <laughs> overall. I, you know, Civil War, Doctor Strange, and Rogue One I think are solid, very good films. And I think of all of them, you know, I think the action is better than the adventure. Most of the adventure in these action-adventure films is paltry at best. Uh, you know, I, I look at a film like Warcraft, which is average and which I feel is very average of a film and most people would say it's worse than that. But the world of Warcraft, pun and no pun intended, uh, is not one that I'm incredibly familiar with. So for me, I enjoyed seeing the lush world of the film and how how, you know, just living in it, whether or not it it came across as a very lived-in space or a very detailed display of just what characteristics there are in Warcraft uh, you know, that's decidedly not necessarily great, but I think in general it presented a very interesting place that didn't feel like You know, it didn't feel like Middle Earth, it didn't feel like Pandora, it didn't feel like any other places I'd seen before in film. And to that extent, I I really did like the sort of visual storytelling that was going on there. Uh, And then you look at, you know, Kung Fu Panda 3 has a great, is one of the better adventure films of the year despite not being one of the better films of the year, in my opinion. It's good, but I think decidedly a step down from the first two films of the franchise. And ultimately, but it, but it does have a lot of those uh, elements that you love in in an adventure film. It's, you know, traveling to a far-off place and, and learning new things and discovering new things. And that's pretty much the entirety of Kung Fu Panda 3, like that entire panda civilization that Poe finds is, it's great you know it's not something we'd seen before in the series and it kind of opens your eyes and expands your view on this world that has been established and you know I don't, I really don't think films like Civil War do that or Doctor Strange a little bit more definitely Uh, but it still kind of remains concentrated into a specific spot at any t- any given point, you know, just because he spends half a scene on a frozen mountain in I guess the Himalayas, I want to say, I may be misremembering it, you know, that doesn't mean doesn't mean it's a good adventure movie. So, you know, a lot of these action adventure films I feel, at least this year anyway Really rely heavily on the action element Jack Reacher, Never Go Back Relies a lot on the action um, Independence Day Resurgence uh, The Legend of Tarzan Maybe less so uh, The Legend of Tarzan has as kind of Muted action, I think Compared to the adventure element uh, Simply Tarzan and Jane Returning back to The island where he grew up Where he was king of the jungle that sort of thing like that's fun i like that but i felt that the film didn't really i don't know it didn't i wasn't it didn't i wasn't enjoy i didn't enjoy it and and i i kind of feel like an adventure film is one that you get swept up in you know an indiana jones film you just kind of you're in there you're along for the ride and you don't want to feel as though you're watching you know your uncle's clip show of the trip he took to the Sahara last year you want to actually feel like you're there with them and that's kind of the distinction and and the issue with a lot of adventure films this year and so you see these films that are technically adventure films uh, really relying so heavily on their action you know I, I just it's tough you know I don't some of these, and probably more of these than I've already effect changed, would probably not really be adventure movies. Uh, you know, I guess I guess Civil War counts from the final sh- getting to the final showdown with Zemo, and just kind of how many places that the film hops across throughout its runtime. Uh, you know, Doctor Strange, like, hey, guess he does travel around the world, but they're also loosely, you know, they they don't feel like. Quest movies, you know, you go on an adventure, you go on a quest. This isn't the Lord of the Rings, which are great, great adventure films. You know, these films are barely, barely adventure films, in in the loosest sense of the word. Uh, Star Trek Beyond, on the other hand, is is definitely an adventure film, and I think. One of the ones that does a, does a good job of balancing the action and adventure elements of the film. Uh, you know, it splits up its characters. It gives you multiple lines uh, of story to follow, uh, and they're all kind of engaging the elements in various ways, in with with various responses, various reactions, and so. While I'm apparently a lot lower on Star Trek Beyond than most people that I listen to talk about it. I think that it does do a good job of matching those two elements against each other. Uh, But then, looking at the bottom of the barrel, films like Gods of Egypt, oh boy, yeah. Uh, The Huntsman Winter's War, Allegiant, Independence Day Resurgence, Inferno, all these films that, they just, I, I don't, Necessarily think that the issues with those films are their strict or loose adherence to their genre one way or the other. Uh, you know, it's not that you know, Inferno is more of an adventure film than an action film. And it feels like an adventure, I guess. There's a puzzle to solve. There's places to have to go throughout the film. And that's nice enough. Or Independence Day Resurgence or allegiant or winter's war you know like they it's not a good year for the action adventure genre as a whole now i think i think each genre does much better on its own than it does together at this point point. you know it's i think it's become a lot harder for filmmakers to integrate the two genres together uh now that, now that we're putting like four or five, six different genres in a film at a time, we kind of lose sight of, you know, the simpler time because the action adventure genre. You know, there used to be a ton of western action adventure films. Uh, you know, we just—I don't know—I I don't know what the problem is here. Uh, but maybe looking at the individual genres at, on their own will kind of help us figure this out. A second, so let's let's see here. We'll we'll start with adventures. Uh, so currently, I'm looking at 20 films right now that are adventures, but not action films. And we start off with Zootopia. Definitely an adventure. You know, you've got. Judy traveling from her small town where she grew up to the big city, who, and then there's a huge, you know she joins the police academy. She has to solve a huge crime with the aid of her friend frenemy, a fox, and she spent she travels all over the city, and yeah, is an adventure film, and it does. I think it succeeds as an adventure film, you know, especially the lush landscapes, you know the. Tundra world and like the mouse little like tiny world where she, where all of a sudden Judy's a giant uh, and just like the the scene where she's riding that tram into the city is breathtaking. You you know just seeing all those locations and you, we don't even have to go to all of them. We only go to maybe four or five at most. Uh, you know the the jungle landscape, the sort of rainforest rather, and just. I guess the one thing that might have helped a little bit would be sort of it never feels like the characters are in a different location other than the fact that you can see they're in a different location. You know, they, you don't see the characters all dressed, at least Judy and oh, and uh, the Jason Bateman Fox, you don't really see them dressed up in huge coats when they're in the tundra location. They're not wearing raincoats, I don't think, maybe they are. It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't remember them dressing the part for where they were going. But uh, they might have, now that I think about it. Uh, Anyway, uh, Finding Dory. Definitely an adventure film. You know, Dory on a quest to find her parents and it succeeds, you know. She does find her parents, she figures out what happened and life goes on. Everybody's happy and pleased with the circumstances. You know, that's kind of what you're looking for. You know, it's a successful adventure movie. Moana is a perfect adventure movie. I think I think it's a I think it's more more an adventure movie than an animated movie if that's possible. Like it's literally 100% animated. But it's still more of an adventure movie. And like that is kind of what you want. Where the adventure element of it overpowers everything else. Because everything else is secondary. The fantasy elements, the musical elements, the comedy, the animation. Those are all very important key pieces to this puzzle. But the final image of this puzzle is an adventure movie. That is what it is. It's an adventure and discovery movie, which is basically a subset of adventure. So, uh, Swiss Army Man is an adventure movie. He's stuck on an island. He has to figure out his way to either get back to civilization or l- remember anything about what happened and how to get off the island that he's trapped on. It's you know that it's another fantastic film that's very much. Uh, steeped in adventure and the idea of traveling and and discovery, you know, discovery. I think perhaps the biggest theme of adventure films this year. You know, Finding Dory, discovering where you came from; Moana, discovering who you are; uh, Swiss Army Man, discovering what the hell is going on. <laughs> uh, the next film, Kubo and the Two Strings, you know, is. The most quest-like film, I think, that came out last year, it's just uh, it's very video game-esque. You've got your allies in uh, The Beetle and uh, The Monkey who give you quests and tell you what items you need to find, and then you go out and find them, and then you move on to the next one, and you go out and find it, and you defeat the boss, and you get the loot, and you have the big final showdown, and you save the world, or whatever the variation of the world might be. Uh, the Jungle Book, the uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, Captain Fantastic. Captain Fantastic is like the an inverted adventure film. They're leaving, you know, the wild and and entering civilization, and that is such an interesting element of an adventure film. You, know, you don't really see that it's always going off into the woods it's going off into the mountains it's going out into the sea and this is like going back into civilization going back to suburbia going you know that's so cool uh and you know you don't really think of it as an adventure hmm. film unless you kind of are presented with the fact that it is i think you know i wasn't i remember watching it i didn't think like that I didn't really think of it as an adventure film at the time, but it really is. It's discovering this new land, at least for the kids especially, and discovering really like how life can be different from what you're so used to. Uh, Sausage Party is an adventure film. Midnight Special, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, is Peregrine's home for peculiar children. Trolls, Pete's Dragon, uh, Passengers even, the BFG, uh, starting to get into weaker films in this category, but there aren't a ton. Alice Through the Looking Glass, uh, uh, The Land Before Time, 14, The Journey of the Brave, and uh, Bottom of the Barrel, for me, Norm of the North, which is... You know, is does you know I give it a two out of a hundred, but it is an adventure movie, and it does portray an adventure for Norm as he leaves the North Pole and enters the city. Uh, You know, it's it's one thing for animal for like a a film revol an animated film at least revolving around animals adventuring into the city. You know that. You know, Secret Life of Pets. Uh, Secret Life of Pets should be on here, too. Secret Life of Pets doesn't have an adventure tag, but it should. And, you know, that does the kind of the same thing. It, it It's animals entering a spot, entering a place where they're not really expected to be found prevalently. You know, you don't really see animals walking down the sidewalk, off the leash anyway, out of restraints uh, from from their owners and caretakers, but when you have a film where they're acting on their own doing what they want to do and independent of their owner that that's kind of what you got you have an adventure film of these animals you know discovering and learning and experiencing things that they otherwise wouldn't and you know, Norm of the North does that very, 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 very poorly but it does that and so I think adventure films on the whole that don't have action or at least a lot of action are are very much steeped in that adventure aspect they're not you know, a lot of these films on here I, I never feel like they're sacrificing the adventure genre for another one. You know, even Passengers, I don't feel maybe once or twice I feel like it's it's putting the sci- sci-fi element to the forefront, but I think for the most part it really does let the adventure aspect of the film permeate through the entirety of it from beginning to end. You know, the entire sequence of Chris Pratt by himself before he's joined by Jennifer Lawrence. Is definitely science fiction you can feel that in the ship and just how he lives his life and is forced to live his life but it's an adventure film he's, he's learning and discovering all these different things that otherwise he wouldn't like he wasn't even supposed to be there or awake and yet he is so he's now figuring it all out he's learning what to do and so I, I really think that adventure films succeeded this year. I, you know, f- there are one, two, three, four, four of them in my top ten of the year. Uh, Zootopia, Moana, Swiss Army Man, and Kubo and the Two Strings. Three of those four are animated films. So, you know, while we kind of tend to think of adventure films as You know, you look at films like Avatar, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Star Wars. These are films that, you know, for the most part are, you know, taking us to exotic locations and showing us these breathtaking landscapes. And I think that the pattern I'm noticing is that while this is still happening, you know, films you've got like Swiss Army Man or Hunt for the Wilder People are doing that very effectively. We're seeing a big shift to animated films to give us those breathtaking landscapes because, one, we've seen most of them in films already. You know, we've been everywhere in New Zealand, probably, thanks to the Lord of the Rings franchise. But there are a lot of places we still haven't seen. We just don't have them to film in. And so, you know, Kubo and the Two Strings gives us a ton of different locations to to look at and marvel at. you know, Moana the same thing uh, Zootopia creates all these places that exist within a stone's throw of each other and they're all so unlike anything next to itself. You move from tundra to rainforest to desert within the blink of an eye which isn't something that you do in real life. You just don't see that, and that's incredible, and and quite amazing, I think. So, action movies. Action, not adventure. Uh, Currently I've got 19, checked off for that. Action movies generally aren't as good as their counterparts, simply because Action in and of itself is not a plot Action is an element In that kind of sense So, you know It's very tough for a strictly action film To be an incredible movie uh, You know, the huge notable exception Came from my, from me anyway Last year in Mad Max Fury Road Which I have argued in the past Not on here, but with other people peers of mine that it is the most pure action film ever and if you clock the film and how much of it is actually action i think that the percentage of action moments to non-action moments has to be above 90 percent. it is so much action high octane heavy action Whereas a lot of the films that I'm looking at here, you've got Deepwater Horizon is an action film. For sure. I I definitely think it is. But the first hour of that movie, there's like no action in it. The last 30, 45 minutes are tons of action. Good action. Well, you know, Peter Berg does a great job directing it and capturing a lot of great moments. But it's not pure action because there's like Half of the movie spent building up who these characters are, the circumstances behind the action. otherwise there's no story. And you know, you wonder, like could they have just started the movie with the rig malfunctioning and the oil exploding everywhere? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, you know it's it's tough. you know, I don't know if the film could still be marketed the same way if we would have gone to see it. If it were, you know, if they stretched out the action scenes to fill an entire film, would it have had the same effect? No, because it's a film that kind of predicates itself on the dramatic and emotional reaction that you have to uh, the characters that you're watching go through this experience. And that's kind of the thing, you know, how do you. You 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 know Mad what Mad Max did so well is that it built up these characters that you cared about through its action and Deepwater Horizon doesn't do that. Not that it should necessarily. You know it's a very different type of movie. Uh, But maybe let's see like Deadpool, which I have as the highest rated action movie that isn't an adventure movie right now from twenty sixteen, and you know there's a lot of action in this movie. A lot of good action in this movie but there's a plot and what i like about it is that the plot and the narrative and the way that you connect to the characters is still coming through action but because of the way it's edited and how you know we're all be- we're being told a lot of the film in flashback we're still able to have a largely action-based film without sacrificing lack of character which is generally the case you know Many people will point to Die Hard as one of the best action films, and it is. It's a great action movie, and it does the same thing. You know, you learn about who these characters are through action, and that's kind of the model that you're looking to base things after. Uh, there are a lot of, let's see what else we got here. We got Central Intelligence and action comedy. That. I think definitely sacrifices its action elements for its comedy elements to benefit or not. I, I don't know. Probably not, if I had to say. Uh, there's The Accountant, definitely an action movie, but it, you know, what a strange film. It, it doesn't really know what it's trying to be. Is it an action film? Is it a crime? Is it a drama? Is it a thriller? Uh, It doesn't decide. It doesn't really, it doesn't embrace any of those genres at all. And so it kind of leaves itself kind of floating in between all of them at the same time. There's Allied, which is definitely more of a drama than an action film. The action scenes are very sparse. Uh, The Magnificent Seven which isn't really an adventure film. They kind of just stay in one spot and defend it. And it's got some solid action. It's not great. You know, it doesn't really contend with a lot of the other things that came out this year. But it's enjoyable. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a throwback to the old action western films. uh, Particularly... um, the original Magnificent 7 or Seven Samurai even. But again, it's not it doesn't succeed in action. And this is a film that really tries to distinguish its characters by the actions that they are doing and by the action elements that they are com- connecting them to, and it fails. This is this is such it blatantly fails over and over and over again. It presents X character who is really good at sniping. It presents X character, Y character who's really good at using knives, which is fine, but that's not a character, you know? You know, that's a class on a video game at best. And, you know, you can have, like, I don't know, it doesn't matter what kind of class, game you're playing, if you have a team of all the same class, if you have a team of knights, a team of assassins, a team of sorcerers on any game, yeah, they're all incredibly similar. They probably even look the exact same based on what year the game came out. But they have such incredibly different like, you 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 know, the game I'm most familiar with in this element is Fire Emblem. And you can have you know, let's say you have like ten different magic users. They're all incredibly different. You see them in the cutscenes. They have very different personalities. They use their magic for different reasons and in different ways. Magnificent Seven just was so shitty in that regard. You know, I think it's an okay movie, but in this particular way, it's really, really shitty. It it doesn't do enough with the different elements of action that it ascribes to each character and it suffers heavily for that um we've also got uh, the angry birds movie um kind of an adventure movie Uh, definitely action a very different kind of child kid-like action uh, but definitely action I would give it an adventure tag, but the adventure element is like for five minutes at the end of it, and that's not really an adventure movie whatsoever. If it were told from the perspective of the pigs, it would probably be an adventure movie, but it isn't. Uh, Underworld Blood Wars, which just came out recently. Definitely an adventure movie, so not just an action movie anymore. Uh, Jason Bourne, one of the best action franchises of late You know, it kind of reinvented The Die Hard element, actually And did so really successfully In Identity and Supremacy and Ultimatum I think they're all great Really amazing action And then I felt the Jeremy Renner film was okay Okay Jason Bourne is Awful It's garbage. And the action is fine. You know, like, you still got Matt Damon, you still got Paul Greengrass, and they work together well, and they pull off the action well, but before, there was enough of an additional element there to get beyond that. You know, there, there wasn't a huge plot in the first three films, but there was some plot in the first three films, and Everything was done carefully and at least from what I remember any what I remember anyway, it was done with precision. Now that's not the case any like that's not the case with Jason Bourne. Everything is kind of shoddily stitched together and lacks any real heft or weight to it. And maybe we've gone past the point where we can make a Die Hard Uh, you know, like it took George Miller who knows how long from the inception of the idea of Fury Road to to realize exactly what he needed it to be, because you don't see films like that just coming out every year they're once on a blue moon at best uh, you know, John Wick came out the other, like two years ago, I think 2014 2014. Nope there's a space there. Yeah, John Wick came out in 2014. fantastic action movie that didn't rely on anything else. That's exactly what it was. It had next to no plot and it succeeded far better than it should have. Because the action was incredible, realistic, and very different from everything we're used to. I don't know if chapter two will be able to live up to how great one was. I've only seen very small pieces of the new trailer, and I don't want to lean one way or the other just yet. But, like, we get maybe one or two. Decent to good, pure action films a year now. and I feel like it used to be four, five six, seven, eight. you know, what happened to uh, you know we like we don't have the Arnold Schwarzeneggers. We don't have the Jean-claude Van Dams. We're not seeing these kind of movies come out all the time anymore. and it's tough for for this genre., uh, you've got. Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice action without adventure Ride Along 2, another action comedy that sacrifices its action for its comedy Assassin's Creed is terrible uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses action that again sacrifices like, it's an ac- action comedy is the name of the game now half of these action movies have comedy tags Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Deadpool Nice Guys Uh, Keanu, Central Intelligence Ride Along 2, Keeping Up with the Joneses Bling uh, The Angry Birds movie They're all comedies And they all sacrifice their action elements To be comedies And it should be the other way around The comedy needs to be Subdued And you know A good action comedy Is action first, comedy second You know you base the comedy on the action and the, 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 the plot driving the action rather than the other way around. And I think that that's a better model and a more successful way. You know, I think of all the films that I just listed, Deadpool probably does it the best. And Nice Guys is sort of the exception where definitely a comedy with action in it. But the comedy is so good... And the story behind the story that the comedy is being derived from is so good that it sort of supersedes this sort of rule of thumb that I've kind of been laying out for us here. So all that said, if we look at 2016 for a year as the year, we're looking at 36 action films. And we're looking at 38 adventure films. So, very, very close in terms of quantity. Uh, and just to kind of quickly see where they stand up as far as ratings go the average rating for every action film, regardless of what other tags it has, that came out in 2016, is a 38.7. That is awful when the average for the genre life my in my lifetime is 57 it's 20 points lower that's horrendous and then uh, as far as adventure goes we're looking at a 50.5 so a huge difference here between action and adventure and they share about half of the films with each other. So when you lose that adventure tag, you're dropping about you know, 12, 13 points per film. And that's pretty horrible. So it seems as though adventure films are, being, are able to kind of stay afloat uh, when they don't have to rely on action very much. And when action films don't have adventure to... Re- at their beck and call, they suffer greatly. But there are a lot of films, but you know, at the very least, the best takeaway I see from all this is that adventure films are succeeding in the animated front. And that gives me a lot of hope, because I do think that adventure films are kind of moving into that animated world. You know, it's not technically an animated movie, but The Jungle Book is almost entirely CG. And it's becoming so much easier to create these vast landscapes and these worlds that we're unfamiliar with without going to a New Zealand or an Antarctica or a Greenland or a Canada or wherever it may be, you know? You look at a movie that came out last year, like The Revenant, and that's brilliant. That's a great film. It does a lot of good things. It's an adventure film. It takes real landscapes. It takes authentic lighting and utilizes them so well. But, you know, every report about that film said that shooting it was hell. That it took, you know, you get like 20 minutes a day to shoot the right scene. And if you miss that window, you got to wait until another day. DiCaprio almost froze himself to death uh, you know it just it's an incredible feat but it shouldn't need to be the most incredible thing ever just to make a good adventure film and I think that by make making that sort of transition to animated films we're moving in the right direction so I, I do think this is going to be good for the future of adventure films uh I don't know what action films have to do uh, you know maybe it's just they think that it's a genre that we don't need to spend a lot of time on and that's wrong or it's just the fact that superhero movies have invaded that genre more than any, anywhere else and it's impossible to bring out a good action movie if there's no superhero attached to it but John Wick proved us wrong there maybe they'll be able to do it again Jason Bourne, though, failed, and that was coming off of a series that was very successful at being an action film, first and foremost. It'll be interesting to see, going into 2017, I don't really know what sort of pure action films we're looking at, other than John Wick 2, but hopefully there are one there are a couple that surprise us and, and really succeed where You know, superhero films are action films, but they have a ton of other baggage that they need to bring with them to be successful. And action films don't have that baggage. And hopefully they figure out the formula and realize just what it takes to succeed as a pure action film and nothing else. So that has been my sort of recap on 2016 in action and adventure films uh, I don't think there are any huge ones that I didn't see this year uh, I think' I'm, I named all of them that are on this on my list so if I didn't name something that is an action and adventure film from 2016 that you think might disprove any of the things that I was saying about the genres as a whole please feel free to recommend it to me I'd be happy to take a look and uh thank you for listening i Hope to record at least a couple more of these before I go back home. Uh, I go back home in two days, so I should have some time between now and then. And uh, as always, have a week. So long, farewell.